peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good I watched some of the Kanye West interview on the Joe Rogan podcast today. I'm almost done with it. It's a long interview. It goes for, I want to say, just a couple minutes under three hours. I want to say it was like four minutes shy of three hours or something like that. Very interesting conversation. A lot of things going on in Kanye's life. And I honestly believe that God is working in his life. I could be wrong. I'm no judger of men's hearts. I don't know his heart. I'm not one to blanketly support anyone. So I'm, me saying this about Kanye is definitely not a blanket endorsement. I don't know what's going on in his heart, but it appears to me that the evidence of someone who is born again is definitely showing in his life. Man is definitely not perfect, not saying that, but in that interview, there was some things said <clears throat> and it didn't necessarily deal specifically with what I was thinking today, but it kind of touched on it. So anyway, all of that was really kind of irrelevant, but that's kind of what led me down the path of, of pursuing this thought. Some things I, I heard him say. But today we are going to go to the book of Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 4. I'm going to share some of my thoughts with you. Let's get into this. All right. The book of Proverbs chapter 27 verse 4. The Bible says, wrath is cruel. And anger is outrageous, but who is able to stand before envy? Now, when statements like this are made in the Bible, my ears and my eyes perk up because what happened here is wrath is mentioned and wrath is cruel and anger is mentioned. Anger is outrageous. When you see the word but, that is to contrast what's coming next with what proceeded. And in this context, it's pointing out that envy is worse than wrath and anger. It says, but who is able to stand before envy? So the connotation is you can deal with wrath. And you can deal with anger. We can get around that. But envy? Oh, man. How you going to get around that? Who stands before that? I would have never, and I'm sure I've read this verse many times, but I would have never, in my estimation, put envy as something that was harder to deal with than wrath 
and anger that the Bible does. Envy means to feel uneasiness, mortification, or discontent at the sight of superior excellence, reputation, or happiness enjoyed by another. To repine at another's prosperity. To fret or grieve oneself at the real or supposed superiority of another and to hate him on that account. That is pretty crazy. And I mean, I, I know that most of us or most of you listening probably already knew what envy meant, but a lot of times when I look up words and I've gotten into the habit of doing this more now because I don't have the command of the English language that I should have being my native tongue. I should have a command of this language, but I realize I honestly don't. So many times when I look up the definition of words, it gives me more breadth to the word. The word has more meat and means a lot more than I realize. So envy. Ooh, this is something that's that's hard to deal with right here. Um, in the book of Proverbs, we're going to go Proverbs 1430. All right. Proverbs 1430. A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. That word sound means entire, unbroken, not shaky, split or defective, undecayed, whole, perfect, not defective. The contrast of the sound heart here is envy comes up again, but envy the rottenness of the bones. So envy opposite of stability. Okay. I can, I can, I can rock with that. I can get that in the book of Job. Let me get to it. Uh, Job chapter five and verse two. Okay. For wrath killeth the foolish man and envy slayeth the silly one. Okay. So we saw in the book of Proverbs that envy was definitely on, on order of magnitude on which one is worse. Envy was worse, right? So wrath killeth the foolish man and envy slayeth the silly. So it's contrasting a foolish and a silly. So two words, uh, one of them, which I've looked up before, but I'm going to read the definition again. Anyway, silly is weak in intellect, foolish, witless, destitute of ordinary strength of mind. Simple foolish is void of understanding or sound judgment, weak intellect applied to the general character. Now, at first glance, if you were to look over those definitions, you would think that these two words are essentially the same thing, but they are not because if you pay attention, 
and the definition of silly. Now, I use the Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary. Modern dictionaries um, use more modern language. I prefer to use uh, a dictionary with words that are closer, closer in definition to the translation I use, which is the King James Version. So in newer versions, the uh, it says newer newer versions of the dictionary says lack of common sense. This says it as well. It just says it in a way that we wouldn't be used to seeing. Destitute of ordinary strength of mind. So that separates the silly and the foolish. You see, a foolish man doesn't understand. You can get understanding, but a silly man doesn't even have ordinary reasoning. No common sense. I'm going to read an account for you. And I believe it, it well, you know, believe about it. it it's, it says envy in the context. So we're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter 37 and I'm going to read verse 11 through verse 28. And we're going to read this Bible account. Now, for those who don't know, Joseph was loved by his father more than the rest of his brothers, mainly because he was the son of his old age. This is what the Bible says. So the brothers don't really feel too good about that. And so we're going to see what happens as a result of this. Verse 11, and his brethren envied him but his father observed the saying uh joseph had a dream and in his dream he was pretty much showing or or what he explained um the meaning of his dream is he was going to have um authority over his brethren they didn't like that too much but his father observed the observed the saying and his brethren went to feed their father's flock in shechem and Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here am I. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren, and well with the flocks, and bring my word again. So he sent him out of the, out of the vale of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. And a certain man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What seekest thou? And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they feed their flocks. And the man said, They are departed hence, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dothan. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they say one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Let me move up a little bit here. All right. Verse 20. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say, some evil beast hath devoured him. 
and we shall see what will become of his dreams. And Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness, and lay no hand upon him, that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him of his father's of his father again. And it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread and they lifted up their eyes and looked and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead uh, with their camels bearing, uh, bearing spicery and balm and myrrh going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, what profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brethren were content. Then uh, there passed by Midianite merchantmen and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph unto Egypt. So what was the point in reading all that? And what does it have to do with envy? Well, first we see that Joseph's brothers envied him. That was the, the whole reasoning uh, behind what they did. And this is the thing about envy reading through the book of Proverbs and reading the definition. Envy has no reason. Now, what, what might, you might be thinking to yourself, what do you mean by that? Or what might you mean by that? A person who is angry at you, wrathful, normally you did something to them. Now, it, it, it may have been perceived wrong. Maybe they took something wrong, but there's some kind of reasoning behind it. Right. So that's a person you can normally reason with. You can either come to some agreement or you can explain why. No, you took this the wrong way. And that's not exactly what I meant. But envy has no reason. Let me read the definition again. To feel uneasiness, mortification, or discontent at the sight of superior excellence, reputation, or happiness enjoyed by another. To repine to another's prosperity, to fret or grieve oneself at the real or supposed superiority of another, and to hate him on that account. So you, you hate a person for something they have no control over, something that they did not do to you. No reason. Complete envy. You want what they have. Now, what that does, looking at these Bible verses, that that strips you of common sense. Think about what what Joseph's brothers did to him. No doubt. Their father, Israel, explained to them and taught them 
about the Most High God of heaven and earth. No doubt their father explained to them God's promise to him. So they had, you have to think in th during this time, the, the reverence for God was, it was, it was different in this sense. In the day and age we live in now, there's separation of time between biblical events and now. Um, people's hearts have waxed cold, as the Bible says. Um, many people are just atheistic wholeheartedly. When you read through the Old Testament, now, there were many people and many cultures that were paganistic, but they all believed in a creator. Now, many of them worshiped a false creator and they didn't worship the most high God of heaven and earth. But when you look in the Old Testament, normally when God did something for the children of Israel or they went through something and the people abroad saw what God did, many times they worshiped God. Look at what happened in the book of Jonah with the with the with the men who were on the boat with him. So these are the children of Israel. They know the most high God of heaven and earth. They know the promise of God to Israel. And what do they do? First, they conspire to kill off their brother. Then they got a spark of common sense, right? There was a spark of common sense. They're like, "Ooh, wait a minute. No, we shouldn't do that. Hey, I got an idea. Let's sell him off. Knowing God's promise to their father, promising to bless his seed. These men conspired directly against the promise of God. If there, if, if there was ever a situation that lacked no common sense, that was it. So this is what I'm seeing in that instance. This is what happens when you envy some, because there's no reasoning behind this envy, they didn't do anything to you. Maybe they attained to a status you wanted to attain. They didn't do anything to you. Maybe they're respected by people you want to respect you. And because of that, that envy swells up. So common sense goes out the window. You become silly. You do things that don't make sense. This is, the, this is one thing I've learned, especially as a believer. When people attain to a status, when people reach a goal that I would like to reach myself, the first thing I do and the first thing I say to myself is, what are they doing that I'm not doing? I, I begin to analyze where I went wrong. Instead of filling my heart with envy, hating this person for no apparent reason at all, I analyze what I did versus what they did because clearly I missed something and there's a learning opportunity here. Envy robs you of that common sense. Common sense is out the window. Once you steeple into envy, all common sense is gone. Look at what Joseph's brothers did. No common sense whatsoever. They sold him off to Egypt. And in the long run, his vision came true anyway. And they were under his authority. So they still didn't win. Envy gets you 
nowhere. It does not help you at all. We can look at Cain and Abel. Another story where we, where we see how envy is carried out to its end. Imagine, I want you to think about this. You are literally talking with God. God says, why are you angry? Your brother brought me a better sacrifice. All you had to do was bring me a sacrifice worthy, right? Bring me an offering worthy. And if you bring me a, a, a worthy offering, you'll be accepted just like your brother is accepted. So what happens? He goes and kills his brother. Think about that. God was God is literally talking with you. You know, this is going to come up before God. No common sense whatsoever. That envy led him to kill his own brother. Now, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm I'm with, with some degree of assurance. I believe that Israel's sons knew the story of Cain and Abel, which is one of the reasons why they had a spark of common sense and stayed their hand and not, and not slaying their brother. But that envy still led them into silliness. And again, they wind up being under Joseph's authority. Anyway, envy gets you nowhere. If somebody's achieved something you want to achieve if somebody's gotten um, some accolades that you would like to get, it's time to reflect. Where did you go wrong? What did they do that you didn't do? What, what did they add to their arsenal or what direction did they take that you didn't take? Learn from it, but don't envy. Nobody's helped with that. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.